Welcome to the Mapped Out Money Podcast, where we help you understand finance and manage your money so you can get on with living your adventure. You're listening to episode number 38. And today's episode is sponsored by the Money Mastery Class. Now, the Money Mastery Class uh, is a group coaching program that I host about once a quarter, and our next class is going to be starting the first week of January, on January 4th. So what we do in this class is we basically walk you through our dream budgeting process, which we're actually going to talk about a little bit in today's episode. And as hokey as it sounds, our number one goal is to help you build a budget to create your dream life. And we do that over the course of five weeks together. So the class starts on January 4th, but if you want to enroll in the class, enrollment is going to open up the week before, so the last week of December. So if you're listening to this and you're interested, I encourage you to go to mappedoutmoney.com forward slash MMC. You won't be able to sign up for the class on the uh, day that this episode comes out, but you can sign up for the wait list and you'll be the first one to know when enrollment opens up. So mappedoutmoney.com forward slash MMC. So we have always liked planning. And I feel like especially once we got out of school and actually got to start planning for the things that we were excited about. Yeah, um, it's a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah. We got even more into planning. And then the past, what, three years? Yeah. We've made it a point to go like on a planning trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our planning trip this year is just going to be sitting in our house. Yeah. We uh, spent all of our planning trip money <laughs> in the house. Yeah. So, but maybe next year we'll pick back up with our trips. But um, that being said, our trips have been very low budget in the past. Yeah. Well, the the point is actually not to go on a big expensive trip because... You don't want to be distracted. You don't want to be distracted. And mm-hmm. so we normally would choose an area that's out in the woods in a small town that doesn't have too terribly much to do. Uh, and so we can spend most of our time at the cabin or at a cool local coffee shop thinking about the future and planning and thinking about what we want to accomplish. Yeah. So like one of our trips in particular, we went to Mon Eagle and stayed in this. Mon Eagle, Tennessee. Yeah. Would you say a cabin? Would you call that a cabin? I'd call it a, yeah, it's like a, it was a cabin, but it's not what you think of when you're renting a cabin. It's more like a shack. <laughs> it's a cabin, but not. Well, it's it's more like a shack with cabin it's materials. Kind of, it is kind of a tiny house. It was small. It might be smaller than the Airstream. Yeah, it, was it may have been. small. But it was legit. Like, it was awesome. I think it was under $40 a night. Yeah, it was great. And we were, I was a little scared. I was like, this is going to be terrible. It was terrible. a tiny, tiny bathroom, tiny kitchenette. And then a bed and basically one table that was big enough for us to set up our computer. And bunk beds. And, oh, yeah, it had bunk beds. Yeah. But it was really great. Like, we got there, and it was super clean and, like, super well-kept. And so... Well, and Mon Eagle really doesn't have much going on. You can go hiking, and there's a couple of restaurants. The entire town shuts down pretty early. Um, That's about it. So not too much to distract you. So, anyways, that was one of our very budget friendly. It was great, and it was lots of time to dream and think, which is really the whole point, anyways. Yep. So we're big planners, and and part of the problem with that historically is that we can overcomplicate things. So overcomplicated. We had a couple of years where our planning procedure. (laughs) 
<laughs> was complex um, with like 18 billion steps and a bunch of questions. And we had two planning documents, one for me and one for you. It was outrageous. Yeah. Basically what happened is, you know, I'm a super nerd about all this. So I've read all these books on productivity and planning and goal setting and all this stuff. And I basically took my favorite aspects and combine them into one planning procedure. But rather than like cutting... <laughs> no curation yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> rather than cutting aspects, I was like, well, we'll just do this and this and this and that. We'll do all of them combined. Combined. And so our our document was just outrageous. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, you can plan and think and dream all day long, which I'm obviously a big fan of. Um, but if you don't simplify, it's too hard to take action. Yes. On. So it if, if it's not simple, you're not going to take action. That's yeah. right. Yeah, so I remember when we were doing that at one point, I told you, I was like, we've got to cut this down because like, I don't even know, I don't even know where to look for like what I'm looking for. Yeah. And then I just forget about it. Yep. So. Yeah. And we've definitely done that. We've, we've done plans and spent uh, two days on a plan and then basically <laughs> done nothing with it, you know, so um, we've, we've had that problem in the past. So learn from our mistakes. Yes. Don't do that. Yeah. So these days we have a more simplified planning procedure. It, it probably still has room for some simplification. Um, but I think we've spent a few years now really honing this in. And I feel really good about the five steps that we have honed down to. Yeah, me too. I think they're I think they're a good mix of like hitting on the things that are important, but not overcomplicating the process. Yeah. And, and you know, I think the main thing I want to get across in this intro to today's episode is that we eat our own dog food, so to speak. Um, meaning we, we don't... Is that a saying? Yeah, it's a saying. Look it up. Um, we eat our own dog food, meaning like we don't produce dog food to sell it without being willing to eat it ourselves. Anyways, as it applies to planning, <laughs> the process we're going to share today is not the some like... The practice of an organization using its own product. See, there you go. There you eat go. your own dog food. Okay. And that's what we do. That's the, so, so the procedure that we are talking about today uh, is the process that we teach in our money mastery class. It's the process that I teach when I work with one-on-one clients. And it's literally the process that you and I use um, every year, every quarter as we go about our life. And so that's that's really what it comes down to. And we titled this episode Five Steps for Planning for 2021, but we want to make it super clear that we actually do not plan for a year at a time. And I think if 2020 has taught us anything, <laughs> it's that it, planning for a whole year probably doesn't help you it's goofy. a ton. No. Yeah. Well, I used to. I remember in 2015 was the first year I ever really tried to sit down and do something like this. And I did. I set like yearly goals. Like uh, a year from now, this is the, da, 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 and I got real specific with them. Uh, and well, I remember just, you we reading, way off. Uh, which book is it um, that talks about cycles? Oh yeah, 12 week year. Yeah, yeah. I remember when you read the 12 week year and you were like, I think we're doing this planning thing all wrong. Yep. Um, but the cycles really are helpful because like if you, if you plan for a whole year and then you get off in there and things don't go the way you planned, you will. then you end up just being like, well, just throw that out and wait for the next year to yeah. come and then I'll plan again or whatever. And yep. guess what? It's always going to get thrown off. Always. So, so yeah, I think having, having those reassessments like built in, um, is, has been very helpful to me. Yeah. And, and, you know, as we go through the process, um, you'll see that, we talk about things further out than a year, and we dream and create visions for what our life might look like. But it's very general. But it's very general. Um, we only set goals and get specific for 
uh, six to 12 weeks at a time, you know, and, and we really keep it nice and tight and focused. But we'll we'll talk more about that as we go. Yeah. And I will say if you would like like a printable version to help you work through this stuff, we're going to have a, a downloadable for you. Where will that be, Nick? Uh, it'll just be um, at the episode. So map.money.com forward slash 30 or 038. Okay. For the uh, for the episode title. Okay. Yeah, so that'll just be basically some worksheets that will help you work through some yeah. of this if you're interested in that. All right, so the last thing I want to share before we just dive into the first step is um, that this is based um, on our dream budgeting process, so D-R-E-A-M, like I talked about at the top of the episode, and also we've talked about this at uh, different podcasts um, and, and mixed it in. And so this process, we apply it often to budgeting because this is a podcast about money, um, but it can actually be applied to a lot of different areas in your life. And we'll probably share some of that as we go. Uh, and so when we think about planning for 2021, we think about it financially, but we also think about it for our health and our fitness and also for our marriage and relationships and our family relationships and also in like our spiritual life and in education and learning and like what are we focused on and basically any area in our life that we could grow and it might even be some new hobbies that we're taking on. I've got all kinds of new hobbies that I'm thinking about taking on now that we have a house and like some sense of stability and I can actually, you know, have the space to try out some of these things. So when we think about planning, we're going to walk through this dream process and we're going to apply it to a bunch of different areas in your life. And you don't have to apply it to every single area all at the same time. Um, you can pick a couple of areas that you might be focused on and you know, obviously listening to this podcast, you're probably at least partially focused on your finances. So of course, we'll apply it there as well. The other thing that I want to point out there is like you said, you don't always have to be working on all of those areas at the same time. Yeah. To me, that's the other benefit of cycles, whatever length you choose, whether it's six weeks or 12 weeks or, or whatever. Um, the nice thing about doing that is going like, okay, well, for this next 12 weeks, I'm super focused in on um, improving my spiritual life and um, working on the business. Uh, but the next 12 weeks, I if, I, if I've kind of got those things like, okay, I've, I've got these things in order, I've kind of got my habits in order there, then I can focus on these other things the next 12 weeks. So it's not like you're neglecting an area for the whole year. Yeah. Um, you get to reassess your priorities in just a few weeks. Yeah. And this, this kind of goes back to, uh, you know, I, I think when it comes to self-development, self-improvement, whatever you want to call it, there's tons of areas that you can focus on. And I'm biased in that I think, I, I don't want to say the top, because um, I don't think it's the top, but I think certainly maybe, you know, in the top or in the running, one of the best ones you can focus on is managing your money. Um, I'm definitely bias there. But I think that if you can get a handle on your money, for example, and you can really get your budget in order and get all that stuff figured out, your health and fitness actually becomes a little easier because now you can spend more money because it's more under your control. You understand what's going on uh, and you can budget for a trainer or for better food or for coaching to well, help you understand whatever it is. And money is just a, a huge area of stress for so many totally. people. And most of us use unhealthy coping mechanisms to cope with stress. Absolutely. Um, so even just from that perspective, I think I think it you know helps a lot of other things yeah. fall in line. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of all the preliminary information. Yes. Now let's get into like the actual structured planning kind of process that we work through. Yeah. For the first one, we 
determine our starting point. So that's the D of DREAM, D-R-E-A-M. And this is a little bit different, whether this is your very first time planning or if it is um, just a repeat of you, like, oh, we just finished one cycle, we're ready to move on to the next. So let's talk about cycles for a second. What do we mean when we say that? Like we mentioned a few minutes ago, we read a book called The 12-Week Year some years ago, and that really changed my thinking on annual planning versus hyper-focus. And so these days, we don't set goals. We don't do any of that stuff for annual. We focus on 12 weeks at a time. In fact, Hannah and I have actually switched to doing six weeks at a time, but that's because we tie in our personal planning with our business, and business has a lot more ups and downs, especially in 2020. But I think for just your personal life, I think 12 is a fantastic place to start and think about. And so when it comes to the first section, determining your starting point, what we're asking is, if this is your very, very first time doing something like this, then you're going to ask questions kind of thinking about your whole life, your whole history. So take any specific area that you're focused on improving. We'll take finances or health and fitness, for example, because those are sort of easy and tangible to wrap our, well, our minds think, around. I actually think to get started, maybe maybe not even pick an area yet. You know, just, just take a step back and go like, okay, in 2020, what what am I happy with? Yeah. What things went well? Um, what are things that I'm feeling like really dissatisfied with or discouraged about how I handled them or, um, you know, the progress the, or the lack of progress that I made in areas? Um, so just taking a really general view and then probably you could get your categories that you might. From that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. probably a better way to do it. You're, you're basically just taking stock of where you're currently located. You know, if you liken this to mapping things out, all we're trying to do with this first step is just take stock of where am I located? What's going on? How are things as they currently stand? Yeah. And I mean, it can be simple stuff, you know, like maybe you were thrown into homeschooling your kids. And so, you know, you're proud of the fact that you were able to kind of fumble your way through that and get into some sort of routine with homeschooling and uh, while also, you know, doing all your normal housework and work work and all the normal things that you had to do maybe uh, at the same time you haven't been exercising as much because yep. like you've had so much extra on your plate and whatever so just like very general things like that and just uh not not overcomplicating it because I think I have a bad tendency um when I sit down to do things like this to think like well I can't think of anything normally it's just because I'm trying to come up with something to profound like it doesn't have to be anything major just think of those little wins and the little things that you're not satisfied with yep that's perfect and and to give you some sort of tangible thing to take away in this first section um like you said hannah we've got a basically a document you can download with some questions so here's some of the questions that you would ask in this first section uh what so what did go well and then what didn't go well um if you set goals Like if you set goals last year or 12 weeks ago or whatever cycle you're running, how'd you do? Did you meet the goals? Did you not meet the goal? Just like take stock of that. Um, We also like to ask, what are you most proud of? What's something that, hey, you know what? 2020 maybe was really tough overall and wasn't that great. But you know what? There's this thing over here that I'm I'm actually really happy about. Um, And then any recurring themes. And then here's the key question. Are there any opportunities or lessons learned that you want to implement in the future going forward? based on this. So like for me, um, we haven't sat down and done our planning for 2021 just yet, but I can tell you already going through this, the thing that is coming up for me as I read these um, in my mind is my sleep. 2020, 
I just was really bad about um, my sleep patterns. And that was something that really did not go well. And I think it led to any other areas that I struggled in, um, whether it was uh, stress or not getting my health where I wanted or whatever. Um, It was my sleep patterns because I would get into these routines of staying up way too late and then um, getting up early still. So then I have no energy. And then I get into these routines where weeks at a time I was still staying up late and then sleeping in way late. Yeah, you crash. And I would just... Not, um, not you in particular. No, like yeah. Us. Yeah, so you totally. get into that cycle and it's just hard to break. Yep. Yeah. And um, and so I'm really, really not happy with my sleep pattern at all uh, in 2020. And that's something I want to definitely improve in 2021. This is just a small like side idea of a way to think about things too. Um, and Becky Simpson is who I originally heard this from. But she was talking about areas where she's trying to find a shortcut versus um, where she actually needs to level up. Mm-hmm. And so she used the example of when she turned 30, she's like, I, I need to I need an eye cream. My, you know, my eyes are puffy. I feel like I'm looking like I have wrinkles and whatever. I need to try all these different eye creams and find one that'll work for me. And she's like, in reality, I needed to go to bed earlier, sleep more wake up earlier, work out and drink more water. But she was like, but I was trying to find a shortcut of just using eye cream. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I think that's a really good concept to keep in the back of your mind as you're going through these things, because like you just said, with sleep, that's a huge one for me too. And I know um, I find myself thinking like, man, I just feel like draggy today or my eyes feel so swollen and like, I just don't really feel good. I feel like I don't have any energy and whatever. What's wrong with me? And it's like, okay, well, I slept five hours last night. How do I, sh- how do I think that I should feel? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. and maybe five hours sounds like a lot of sleep to you, but, or maybe it sounds like super tiny, but for me, five hours doesn't, not enough. It's not going to cut it. So yeah, just where, where are you trying to find shortcuts where you should actually be leveling up and use this planning process as an opportunity to help you make a plan to level up? Yeah. I like that. That, that's really the first section. The first section is about looking in the past to see where you're currently located. Um, and I like your idea of taking stock of just in general, hey, what went well this year? What didn't go well? Um, if you're struggling with that, if you're like, I I don't even know what to say, um, start maybe start with some of those categories and just ask yourself, okay, as it applies to your finances, what went well, what didn't? As it applies to your health, what went well, what didn't? As it applies to Yeah. And I think this section, if you have planned before, will be more detailed. And if if this is your first time planning, will probably be a more general assessment. Totally fine. So that brings us to um, the second step, which is to refine your vision for the future. So that's the R in the dream framework. Um, And we we have this vision like for our life typed up. And we both know where to find it. And it is nice because, you know, life gets busy. And I think um, probably the pro that came out of 2020 was that it kind of forced everybody to reassess our busyness because it's just so easy to just add things in and even when they don't align with what you're actually working towards. So what's nice about having that vision in place is that when things come up, you can kind of look at that and go, okay, well, is this moving me towards that vision that I I want for my future or is this a distraction? And so it's kind of a real good gut check to have um, just as, as things come up because yeah. they do. 
Well, and it's, it's a it's a good way to help you say no to things, even like really great things, you know, like for you, um, you got, uh, was it a call or an email just last week from your old um, physical therapy employer who, you know, basically were like, hey, we have this great opportunity. Like, let me know if you're interested. And I'm sure it would be, you know, fine or good money. And yeah. Maybe even a cool city. Um, and and that that could be a really great opportunity, you know, and like, hey, here's this really positive thing. Um, do you want to say yes? And it's like, well, that that is maybe positive or cool or great in and of itself, but it doesn't really align with our vision yeah. for what we're trying to do for yeah. our life. And so that it gives you a helpful rubric to what to say no to and what to say yes to. Yeah. And on the other hand, if something comes up and you super duper want to do it and you look at your vision and then it's not really aligned, then it, that might be your cue. Like, Hey, I, I probably need to revisit this vision. Yeah. Like maybe this has changed for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that happens all the time, whether it's, you know, the city you live in or, you know, whatever. The vision document gives you this like tangible thing to basically check and be conscious about. Um, rather than making decisions in the moment is really what it comes down to. Yeah. So um, did you want to touch on, I know you you read Vision Driven Leader. Yeah. I, I One of my favorite books on this topic of vision, if you're like really into this and really want to learn more about this idea, um, is Vision Driven Leader by Michael Hyatt. Um, that book had a, a real big impact on me. He does talk about things a little bit more in a business context. Um, he also has a, a book, um, on I can't remember the name of it, but he's got one that's geared more towards personal, which is going to be similar stuff. But Michael Hyatt's one of my favorite resources in general when it comes to vision and planning and thinking. The the thing I want to talk about here for the second section is really very similar to the first one. So if you don't have a vision at all uh, and you've never sat down and like written out what you want your life to be like, then this opportunity is your chance to do this for the first time. And it's going to be a little bit more involved maybe than if you're just refining it or revising it. And what we want you to do is really start questioning everything, more or less. I mean, we want to question everything in your life and ask lots of um, maybe hard questions and maybe tough questions, but questions like, why do you live where you live? Both the city, the house, the apartment, whatever. Why do you work the job you work? Why do you... Um, you know, have the stuff you have, what do you drive, what you drive? Um, why are you, you know, pursuing these hobbies or spending time there or doing these things over here? And you might answer all those questions and say, because I love them and I've thought about it and I, really consciously I care about these things. Or you might find like, well, you know, I don't know why I'm doing this, I guess, just because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. And that was certainly our answer to that question a few years ago about a lot of things in our life. Yeah. Um, I think another good question to ask yourself in this part is, what do I find myself saying, oh, I wish I could do yes. X? Yes. Um, and I, Nick and I have talked about that a lot because people will make that comment to us like, oh, I wish I could buy an Airstream. I've always wanted to have an Airstream. Yep. And maybe maybe they have thought about it and they actually don't want that. It doesn't align with whatever. But maybe maybe they've just kind of floated along thinking that for whatever reason they couldn't buy one and it's like okay well if you really do want that thing sit down and make a budget to save up for yeah. it to buy it in yeah. five years you or, can do it yeah you absolutely can yeah so figure out what what are those things that you say to yourself like 
oh, I, I wish I could do that. I've always wanted to do that. And then assess what it would actually take to do that and whether or not you truly do want it. And if you do, then take action towards it. Yeah. So this this is your opportunity to, to consciously think about those things that you want. Start with the big stuff. Why? Asking why questions. Then get a little bit more detailed. And some of the questions that Hannah and I answer, uh, and and again, going back to what you said, like let's be really clear. This is literally a Google document that Hannah and I have with um, years. So 2021, 2025, 2028, 2030. We typically do three, five, and 10 years out. Um, and we just have bullet points. So just a few bullet points. Here's the things we would like to have accomplished. Some of it is travel. Uh, some of it is things we want to own. Some of it is about our family. Uh, some of it is about location or jobs. But that's what we want to answer. What do you want your day to look like in three years? What do you want your career to look like in three years? What do you want your family to look like? You want to be married? You want to have kids? You want to not have kids? You know, you want your kids to be out of the house? <laughs> what, yeah. what do you want? One um, of my favorite things that Nick puts on this list is like five years from now, he'll say, still have four pets. Yes. So he's like setting a goal to not acquire any more pets. Not acquire any more pets. Yeah, that cracks right. me up. Well, it's under our family because I have a family heading, <laughs> right? And so our family in five years is like, maybe kids, we'll see, uh, but four pets. <laughs> um. And then what do you want your finances to look like? You know, do you want to have, have saved a certain amount or paid off a certain amount of debt or traveled to a certain location uh, or making a certain salary? Um, what do you what do you want? And just bullet points. These are not goals. These are not like, you know, if you're a big goal person following the SMART acronym goal framework, like this is not what we're doing here. We're just bullet points, big general picture, paint with a broad brush. Now, if you've already done this and you have this vision document because you've been listening to our podcast and we talk about this all the time and so you've done this. This second step is just to revise that. We made lots of changes to our vision document oh, in 2020. Oh, we made changes all the time. Like, yeah. And and so um, that's why this whole process is not to be done once a year because things change. And so the second step is you revise it. Now, sometimes we pull this up and we say, hey, that, yeah, it's pretty much what we're still looking for. And sometimes we go, oh, actually, uh, we want to get out of the Airstream sooner. Mm-hmm. We want to buy a house. Uh, oh, actually, we're going to change this. Oh, actually, we want to swap these things. Mm-hmm. If you watched any of my YNAB videos, um, we were like trying to buy kayaks. I, I talked about kayaks <laughs> for like 10 videos. I get comments all the time like, hey, did you ever get those kayaks? Uh, and the answer is no, because we had kayaks down. We saved up the money for them. And then we realized, oh, where are we going to put these kayaks? We can't mount them to anything. And so we shifted the money elsewhere. Now that we actually have a house, we we might put kayaks know, we might back on the list. We have to reassess our, our kayak That's right. situation. Okay, so... Step three is where we get to the good stuff, because this is where you actually start making more of a plan to take action. Um, So step three, establish your plan. And this really comes back to your your cycle, right? So what are we planning for? We're planning for 12 weeks from now. I wish there was a better word than cycle, because like I always think of, you know, the cycle that girls have. What kind of cycle do girls have? Oh, let's not go there. (laughs) Um, But anyways... uh, yeah, but I just don't know a better word. It's a good word. It makes sense. Business cycles, you have financial cycles, you have life cycles. The seasons have a cycle. Bicycles have cycles. <laughs> what? Okay, let's move on. Okay, we're planning for 12 weeks is what it comes down to, right? So you're not, again, setting goals for the annual. So what we also want to drive home here is kind of like you said, don't try to improve every single area of your life at once. So what we do is we look at that vision hey, here's a general vision of what we'd like our life to be in three years. 
There's a couple things down, some around travel, some around finances, some around health and fitness. Pick one or two of those. For this 12 weeks, for Q1 of January or Q1 of 2021, I'm going to focus on my health and my fitness and my finances. Everything else, I'm going to just kind of keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, And I'm going to focus on these two. And that's where you're going to set specific goals for what you want to achieve in the next 12 weeks. I think people have a hard time with that because if you if you do pick out one or two of these, then you're like, well, I'm neglecting all of these other ones or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but to make any progress whatsoever, you have to pick somewhere to focus. Yeah. And because otherwise you're not going to make any progress on any of them. So you're not picking two to totally neglect all the others no. and let them go down the drain. Yeah, if you, you know? don't if you don't choose family, just don't take care yeah. of your kids for twelve weeks. Exactly. It's like, that's it's like not no, it. that's that's not it at all. It's you know, it's like, okay, these are kind of where they're at for right now and, and maybe the next twelve week cycle you you do make family a super big focus and you're like, Okay, we're we're gonna take that trip this, you know, this twelve weeks and we're gonna you know, improve. You're gonna spend a lot of conscious time improving. Everything operates at a baseline is what yeah. it comes down to. Yeah. Somebody who's listening to this right now is hearing me talk about sleep and they don't struggle with that at all. Yeah. They have like a clockwork routine scheduled down. They get great sleep every night. They've dialed it in. They don't need to set goals around their sleep. Yep. They might need to set goals around something else. Mm-hmm. And you set specific, measurable goals. So these are typically like quantitative. If if their numbers are involved, right? If it's finances, set a quantitative goal. I want to have this much debt paid off. I want to have this much of an emergency fund built up. I want to be this far ahead in my YNAB budget, whatever it is. If it's qualitative, it's a little bit trickier, right? If you're looking to, quote unquote, improve your marriage, um, over the next 12 weeks, it's a little bit um, harder to measure that than measuring you know, your debt. But you can think about, okay, well, what would that look like? What would having an improved marriage 12 weeks from now look like? And what goal do I want to set to achieve that? Yeah, so on the worksheets that you can download, we kind of talk about this as achievement goals and habit goals. Yeah. Um, and that's really probably... I don't know. Would you say that that's another way of saying leading and lagging goals? Yeah, a little bit. Um, so why don't you explain that concept? We can just kind of jump into the next step because it really kind of goes perfectly in there. So the the fourth step is to actualize your dream. So this is the A of the dream framework. This is where we're really getting hyper-specific, right? So we've now got a vision three years from now. We have our goal 12 weeks from now. We want to be here. We want to have achieved this. Okay, great. How are we going to actually do that? How are we going to actualize this thing? Well, you're going to do that by creating daily habits, daily tasks, routines, things you're going to do to focus on. These are the tasks, the actions, the habits that you're going to put into practice. For me, if it's sleep that I'm focused on, I'm going to set some habits and daily tasks to get in bed at a certain time, to put my phone not where I can reach it uh, in bed, to set it across the room where that's my alarm. I have to get up out of bed, do some practical actions, things like that. Right. To so help my sleep. define the leading and lagging. Yeah, us. yeah. Sorry, sorry. So a lagging goal is what most people think about. That is, hey, I want to improve I my I want to lose 10 pounds 10 by pounds. this date. I want to wait. Okay, that's a lagging goal. You can't actually it's It's go not lose giving you pounds. a clear action step. Yeah. The lagging goal The lagging is goal is, a, is it lags behind an action that you would take. Right. So a leading goal is literally the action you would take. So setting a leading goal of run one mile a day, 
that I can do. Mm-hmm. If I said, hey, your goal is to lose 10 pounds, that lags behind a whole plethora of actions. Right. Whereas if I give you a leading goal and say, hey, go run one mile a day, you can literally go do that. Same with the budget. If our goal, our lagging goal, is to save $3,000 in an emergency fund, again, I can't actually do that. Whereas yeah. the leading goal is cut your expenses, budget every day, balance your budget, um, check your budget, uh, sell stuff out of your garage so that you can make money. It's an action. And so in step number four, we're not really concerned with lagging measures. We did that in step number three. Step number three, we set those. Step number four is what are the leading measures? What are the actions that you can literally take to improve your lagging so again we kind of we kind of have these as like achievement goals and habit goals yeah say you wanted to save fifteen thousand dollars over the next three years to go towards a rental property okay what do you need to do in the next 12 weeks to make that happen okay well if we just divide it down to two years one year and then 12 weeks that puts us at needing to save twelve hundred dollars in this 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. So one achievement goal would be save $1,200 this in 12, 12 weeks. weeks. Yeah. Right. But that's a lagging measure. Whereas like the leading action then in step four would be, okay, what are you going to do So to save $1,200? On our worksheet, we have the other section is habit goals. Um, so these are the processes that you need to implement in order to reach your achievement goals. Perfect. And so again, we want to make sure that you like Keep it simple. Don't go overboard. Don't give yourself like 17 new things to try to do. Like really, really try to focus in on like these are the things that I need to improve that are going to they will trickle down and help all these other areas of my life. Mm -hmm. But for for this 12 weeks, here's where my focus is at. Um, So like a a habit goal for like you said, would be every night um, I'm going to plug my phone in in the bathroom where it's out of reach. I can't get it straight from the bed. I'm not going to lay there in bed scrolling things. And also I have to get up out of bed to turn the alarm off, which is going to help me actually get up when my alarm goes off. Yeah. So your habit goal is simply just plugging your phone in, in that room. Yes. Crazy simple. Yep. Like, and if you, if every night before you go to bed, you plug your phone in, in the bathroom, you've achieved that habit goal. Yep. Um, so your goal is just to achieve that for the whole 12 weeks. I mean, coming back to finances, if you create a habit goal of checking and balancing your budget every day, five minutes a day, check the budget. Is it balanced? Great. Done. If you do that for 365 days, you will be in a better place financially. Yeah, it's going to be hard. You can't help but be. It'll be hard to not see some improvements in your budget if you're, if you're actually forcing yourself to get in there and work with it every day. Yep. Okay. So that brings us to the fifth and final step, right? Yeah. And this one's um, the easiest and the hardest one. Yeah. It's easy because it's short. So M, make it a habit. Yep. So the M of the dream framework, um, again, like we talked about, you're going to pick your length of time to work on these things in your cycle length. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so have have a day when, you know, this cycle is up for you mm-hmm. and then set a time on your calendar to sit down and do this process again. Yep. I, Nick and I do that. We set times on our calendar to sit down um, and kind of each do our own assessment and then come together and go through it together. Yep. Hey, what do you want to work on for the next 12 weeks? Well, yeah. I kind of want to work on this. Okay, great. This is what I'm doing. Awesome. Yep. And and that's that's really 
that's really it. Like it, it's five steps and, and, and it will take a little bit of time the first time you do this because it's, it's going to take some time on the first two steps, defining your starting point and figuring out where you've been and then creating a vision and where you want to be in the future. Those first two steps will, will take some time, especially if this is your first time. But I, I want to encourage you, like if this process seems overwhelming, I promise you, it gets a lot easier over time and it doesn't have to be this three-day, week-long endeavor. Um, we sometimes would go on three-day trips, but that was more for fun to yeah. go along with our planning. Yeah. Um, it, that is the thing. Like once you have done this a couple of times, like it doesn't feel like that much. It's it's kind of second nature to kind of sit down and think about these things. And you've thought about them before. And so you're just kind of making little adjustments. Mm-hmm. And is that still what I want? Yes, no, you know, um, it's not that taxing of a thing yeah. once you get used to kind of going through the process. So that's it for the five steps. Um, hopefully you liked it. And um, speaking of stuff that you liked or hope we hope you liked. It's the stuff we Stuff like. we like. All right. This one's all you, Nick. All, all you for the All In Podcast. All In Podcast. Uh, I'm really liking the All In Podcast right now. It's probably my favorite podcast. I've listened to new podcasts I've found this year. Um, it is with four guys. The first guy his name's Chamath. I was I was curious to see if you were gonna Yeah, Chamath uh Palihaptia. I don't know how to say right. his last name. Uh Jason Kalkanis, David Sachs, and David Freeberg. They're all Silicon Valley venture capitalist VC investment business dudes. But it's been really interesting because um they've been talking a lot about coronavirus and vaccines and politics and presidential elections and business and money and how all that works together. And what's been nice is that Jason is um, probably far left. Eh, I don't know far left, not right. He, he's he's left of center. David Sachs is right of center. Um, and then David Freeberg and Chamath are probably a little bit more in the middle. And it's been kind of nice because it seems like most podcasts or most media tends to be all one way or all another way. And it's been really enjoyable um, listening to a, a somewhat balanced um, back and forth on some of these topics. If you're even remotely interested in um, business and investing and especially like tech businesses, um, I think you'll really enjoy the podcast. I've really enjoyed it. All right, good deal. You want to give us a quick wrap up? Yeah. So to try and, and simplify this whole thing down, if you're wanting to plan for 2021 and make some improvements, you can use this five-step process for any specific area of your life. Starts with D, determine your starting point. Where are you at? What's your past been like? Where are you currently located? What's going on? Then the R, refine your vision. What do you want your future to be like? We just talked about the past. Now let's talk about the future. Where do you want to go? What do you want to be? Who do you want to become? Then we're going to E, establish a plan for the next 12 weeks for a hyper-focused amount of time, not for a year. What are your goals? What specifically do you want to achieve? What can you achieve in 12 weeks that's going to help you towards that future vision? And again, these are kind of those lagging type Lagging goals. goals. That's right. And then the A is to actualize your dream. This is the steps you will actually take on a daily basis, the habits you're going to create, the tasks you're going to put down, you're going to clean out your garage and sell stuff on eBay, right? Or you're going to create a brand new habit of checking the budget every day or plugging your phone in another room or 
whatever the task is that you can do to help you work towards those lagging goals that you created. Yep. So these are in step four, we're talking about those leading habit-based goals. Exactly. And then step five is to make this whole five-step process a habit. So you put a time on your calendar for when your cycle is going to come to an end, and you're going to review this whole thing. Do the starting point again, refine your vision again, set goals for the next 12 weeks, and then set tasks and actualize that dream for the next 12 weeks. And then put another time on your calendar to do it again. You do this over and over and over and over and over again and watch things improve. So that's the steps. Um, As always, thank you so, so much for listening. Now, if you like this episode and you like these steps and you're interested in working through these steps with me alongside a group of people who are going to be focused on their budgets in 2021 go to mapped.money.com forward slash MMC to sign up for the wait list for our money mastery class that will start on January 4th. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. Merry almost Christmas. Merry almost Christmas. And we will see you next week. Bye.